Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That definitely isn't key after what happened to the Lakers last night. Yeah, that no, level of man, excitement. Stop, man. It's one game. Stop. Y'all no, act like we getting ready to clip away. Well, it's not, not going to happen. You told people to pack it up last night. You told Doris Burke not to come to the game. I did. You said, Doris, don't that's go to the game. You don't okay. need to go to the game. Look, man, that's fine. There's nothing it, it, wrong You just can't be mad that. if you don't talk trash. And when people talk trash back to you, get sensitive I'm again. not. Uh, Zubin. <laughs> this dude over here. I'm not sensitive. It's one game. They lost. You're right. I take it in stride. We up 2-1. You're right. You said yesterday that you anticipated that they would drop this game mm-hmm. three. I said two, several days ago that they would drop game two and we would win in five. I just I'm like still me- on track. I just like messing with you. Right? That's all. I'm still on track, right, Z? The numbers say the Lakers can still win in five, but Jay yes. was also right on his call. It's Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. Money in the bank last night for the Nuggets or money in your pocket or wallet. That's another story we'll get to here in just a couple minutes. I wish you guys were here before the show. Some of the conversation is absolutely <laughs> stellar, even when we're not <laughs> paywall, talking paywall. basketball. <laughs> Let's just do it for two minutes. No, we'll get okay, yeah, you know, no, so early. No, Zubin, Zubin <laughs> you're the point guard. Run the show. Real quick. You want to do it real quick? Real quick. That's a dollar. That's a, do- That's a dollar. <laughs> That's two dollars. Two $2. <laughs> you said it twice. Real quick. Three, Three times. $3. Mark Kestisher, the voice of the NBA Finals on ESPN Radio, who was on the call last night for the Big Nuggets win, in which they were up by as many as 20. Mm-hmm. He'll join us at 6.30. We'll get his unique You said the name of the show was Big Nuggets? <laughs> What's that? Did you say Big Nuggets? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I thought you said, okay, <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of, real quick, our conversation before the show. Yeah, before we get into <laughs> uh, the NBA, which we will, um, what do you carry in your wallet in this age of minimalism, in the age of carrying your credit card on the back of your phone, all those sorts of things? How big is your wallet? Well, first of all, I don't carry a wallet. So, and I don't, uh, I don't carry a wallet. I just don't. I don't carry. Like, who walks around with a wallet in a damn back pocket? What do you carry I, I, on you, identification-wise? I, I don't carry ID. You don't carry, like, a you driver's license? No, no ID. And, Nothing. And, and when I need it, I just retrieve it from my vehicle, and at that point in time, I use it but, when I need to. But I, so now that you're in New York, though, where you don't have your vehicle around you, see, because you've been in L.A. Now yeah. that you're in New York, yeah. so do you, you just take the ID and your credit card, you but, just put that in the back pocket and but, carry it? But where am I going, though, is the question. Like, where am I going? Like, if I'm going to somewhere where I definitely need my ID, then I just slide my little ID in my back pocket. See, I, I lose stuff too quick, so I, 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 I'm a minimalist. I'm not I walking the, around with... I, like, have the, I have the ID, I have the insurance card, I have my credit card, and I have a picture of my family. Boom. In my wallet. Always with me. See, it did. This is like... Right. A, no, it's I'm, not I'm, a thick I'm, wallet, because I know you're talking about the, like the, the, the really thick, thick wallets that you see protrude out of the back pocket. I'm not talking about one. Evan, our producer, was just here. He had a wallet that looked like a Bible. He got he got too much going on. It was a lot going to, on. It was papers and this the, and, and he, and he just, puts the phone in the front pocket. No, I, I, no, there was a wallet that was in the front pocket. The wallet the phone in the was front in the pocket? back pocket. Yeah, wow. but that's too much. I got a credit card when I leave, and maybe an ID. But and I was laughing about this. <laughs> Evan's because, walking in right now he, because I laugh at this. Right, your phone's on, Evan. I laugh at this because <laughs> when you think about it, you ask me about an ID. Oh, it's, see, you know what? No, no, no. I'm just saying. Oh, no, I'm being honest you with you, so, though. I know, your ego I know, is so but it's, much. Yeah, I mean, people can't even tough. see us at home. He just took his, his index it's, finger and pointed at his face. It's tough, You see though. the face, you know who I am. It's tough, though, man, when you, like, I <laughs> I never really get carded. Like, Ever. Right? Not really. 
No, only time I get carded is when they're trying to figure out. Hmm. Hmm. Is that really? Hmm. That that's the only you time I really like. Get, yeah, exactly. No, that's no, the you're only not. time. Have that's you been asked? Because I get asked this question. And then my wife looks so young, and when I'm with her, that's the time that they want to cart me. That sort of thing. All right, but no wallets, none of that. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, this can be a whole segment, by the way. It could. Let's get right to the Nuggets here. At the beginning of the playoffs, to the beginning of the season, <laughs> when you think about it. Mike, <laughs> we know who you are. <laughs> you may not know who Mike Malone is, but you're about to find out. Oh, gosh. So the Nuggets head coach essentially said, look, before the playoffs started, he was laughed at, he was scoffed at, he was mocked at. He said, we're good enough to win the NBA title. Just because the pundits and nobody, <laughs> I guess you're being laughed at and scoffed at and mocked at by Keyshawn Johnson. He essentially said, listen, we've gone, undergone a lot of adversity. He had the coronavirus, his best player. Jokic had the coronavirus, although the Jays point, maybe Murray's turning into their best player after yet another virtuoso performance last night. But he just said it didn't matter who we're playing, whether it was the Jazz, who people thought were going to get the best of us, the Clippers. Charles Barkley came on this program, and when we asked him what percent chance the Nuggets had to defeat zero. the Clippers, he zero. said the first word out of his mouth. That's the Barkley kiss of death, though. He does it a lot. Zero. And essentially, nobody's giving him a chance against the Lakers. Uh, but as Jamal Murray said, I want to make sure you guys hear this and Key get your thoughts. He essentially says, sure, we're down 2-1 right now. But the reality is, if we didn't botch game two, we'd be up 2-1 right now. We had game two. I thought we played great in game two. And we just had, like I said, a couple of breakdowns that really hurt us. And we feel like we should be up 2-1 right now, you know, to be honest. Well, we're just going to move on to game four. And we know in the Clippers series, we dropped, I think it was game three. You know, so, uh, like I said, just taking care of the stuff that we can control. One of those turnovers, whether it's communication, switches, rebounding, the areas that we should control, uh, we got to do that if we want to win. So, if we're consistent in our play, like we touched on earlier, um, we can win a lot of games and put a lot of pressure on other teams. Mm. Game four tomorrow night. Yeah, and I, and I respect Jamal Murray. I love his game. I like he cooked us last night with 28-12. So, when you think about who he is as a player, he's been phenomenal in the bubble, no question about it. But you are down 2-1, all right? I mean, at the end of the day, if if was a fifth, you know what that means. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all of that. And one of my favorite things is saying is, if both my parents was white, I'd be white. But I'm black. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't work like that. All that is true. You know, it doesn't work like that. And so, <laughs> zoom it. Blank stare. All, it, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. And I think the best thing for Coach Malone as well as Murray is to continue to keep chopping at it and see what happens in game four. Now, the Lakers aren't – Jay Will said it yesterday, or was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Jay Will said that the Lakers are probably going to drop game three. I said that they would drop game two. They're going – they were not going to bring out the broom, although when they got up 2-0, he was like, okay, maybe, maybe the Nuggets decide that they don't want to come to the party and just pack it in. Well, clearly they haven't done that. They went out there and had a fabulous <clears throat> night. Even though when you look at the box scores, the two bigs, the big dogs for us played exceptionally well in the box scores. But when you look at the game, it wasn't the cleanest game for LeBron James or AD. Yeah, it it was crazy. And you can only say this about LeBron James because when he plays, the impact he has on the game is so so powerful. So last night he had 30, 11, and 10. But this is where analytics suck, right? Because if you were to look at just sheer analytics, you would say, oh, LeBron had a triple-double, AD had 27 points but you didn't feel their impact on the game. AD, you did maybe in the fourth quarter. But here's what I will say, and we'll get a chance to talk about Jamal Murray and Jokic later in the show. And Jamal Murray reminds me of Agent Zero, Gilbert Arenas down the stretch with the Mm -hmm. way he can close out games. But don't get things twisted. Jeremy Grant, Monte Morse, like these are the guys that actually – 
and uh, the the young player. Why am I drawing? Because I've been staying up watching all the Porter, Michael, Michael Porter, Porter Jr. Porter. Porter. They won the game for the Denver Nuggets. Yes. They won the game for the Denver Nuggets. Like, Jeremy Grant had a career high in points. 26. And he guarded LeBron and AD. Monte Morris in that second quarter, they extended their lead to double digits. And Michael Porter Jr. made some big-time shots. And once they got in that hole, it was hard for the Lakers to pull themselves out. In, a, in our second unit, as I said during our pre-production meeting, our second unit didn't <clears throat> necessarily come to the party the way we needed them to like they have in the past. No question about it, and you're right. Life is about more than analytics and expected points added. Sometimes you just got to look at the situation and see it for what it is. Last note on this, the Lakers have had a clunker in every single series. Game one against Portland, game one against Houston, and last night. So it's not like they've been infallible. They've shown some cracks. And they shot 23% from the three-point line. And they have four rebounds. They have four boards. Which is atrocious, by the way. They have four boards from three bigs that... Come on, man. Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee combined three, three for bigs, four, four rebounds. How about that? I can four get rebounds. That. I can get four boards in one quarter. Mies and Hughes could get four rebounds. But that, goes, but that goes to show you that Denver stocked the middle of the paint. So all those guys, like AD spends time floating around the perimeter shooting jumpers. And we talk about this game. I was so mad. I wanted to kick the TV last night. Because he, he getting he's trying. And, and you can explain this to me. I guess we got to get out of here, too. So mm-hmm. we could talk about it. Sure. In a minute. No problem. We should mention those six triples. Very hard to win in the NBA when you hit just six three-pointers. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Still to come, more postponements this weekend. Notre Dame is off the books Mm -mm. for Saturday due to the coronavirus. So, (laughs) considering they're in the national title mix, should the CFB be pushed back? Or more importantly, can it be pushed back from New Year's Day in the championship game January 11th? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Gigantic news in college football. We'll talk about that in one minute and what it could mean for the rest 
of the season. But first, let's go from A to Z, which is brought to you by Redbox, new at Redbox Antebellum, starring Janelle Monet. Stream this theatrical home release today. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. One head coaching vacancy down. Jay Will less than enthused. We'll talk about it in just a little bit. The Chicago Bulls, his old squad, have hired Billy Donovan, the old Thunder coach, as their new head man. They announced uh, that yesterday. Nah, eh, nah. Nah. We'll talk about it. Nah. You can tell he's not fired up. Arturis Karnasovas, the Bulls' executive vice president of basketball operations, who actually used to be in the Nuggets front office. People are pilfering the Nuggets front office to run their organization after their success of drafting and developing, essentially saying this was the right fit for us. The Pacers, the Pelicans, the Thunder, Donovan's old squad, the Houston Rockets, and the Sixers, of course, are all still looking for a head coach. But the Bulls' selection has been made. It is Billy Donovan. We mentioned this yesterday. Anybody that was watching the 50th anniversary of Monday Night Football knew that John Gruden and Sean Payton were going to get whacked in the wallet. Uh, Not to go back to the wallets again, let's just uh, quickly keep this on track. $100,000 each for essentially not wearing their masks. Their organizations were each fined a quarter of a million dollars key. This coming a day after the NFL fined Vic Fangio of the Broncos, Pete Carroll of the Seahawks, and Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers for improperly or not wearing their masks. Their organizations were also fined a quarter of a million dollars. Add that all up. That's almost a million and a half dollars in fines for two days of not wearing masks. Irresponsible head coaches. It's irresponsible, though. Right. I mean, you know, many people across the land are watching to see if they were actually going to be wearing their mask, and they just, Sean doesn't even have it. At least Coach Groot got it around his ears. Sean looked like he doesn't have one on his neck at all. And let's remember, <laughs> and with all due respect to Coach Payton, Coach Payton had the coronavirus. yes. yes. By the way, 7 million people watched that game Monday on ABC. Another 7 million watched it on ESPN. About 100,000 watched it on ESPN, too. You're talking nearly 15 million people. This is the most watched thing that people are watching. Come on, coaches, do better. Right? Do better, coaches. Set an example. 15 million people watching this game, and they're not taking part. All right, off my diatribe and soapbox. Last thing with one sweet swing. Jose Ramirez, who I think is one of the most underrated players in baseball, pushing the Indians into the playoffs. Yard! Three-run yard blast with two outs in the 10th. Indians 5-3 win over the White Sox, clinching a postseason berth Tuesday night. Also, Keys Dodgers clinching the NL's top postseason seed. It's their eighth straight division title, which means no matter who they play in the playoffs in the opening round, it'll be a three-game set. Every single game, the Dodgers will be able to quote-unquote host in this new playoff format. Yeah, it's a little scary, though, right? The way the format is, even though we clinched it for our eighth straight time in our division, we now have to play somebody that can clip us. I mean, it, it's it's weird, but got to do what we got to do. I'm sorry, what team in California are you talking about? No, I'm a Dodger. Okay, I, <laughs> I know because you claim every team in California. No, so when the Dodge, when L.A., okay. Southern California, you I'll explain to you. can't be mad at me for asking that. It's a legitimate question. When you said clip, maybe he thought Clippers, maybe there was something I, involved I didn't know, there, you know. <laughs> and that is A to Z. Congratulations <laughs> to the tribe. Congratulations to the Dodgers. We should also mention the Dodgers keynotes this year and in year out lead Major League Baseball in attendance by a mile. But of yeah. course, this year, that one, of course, had to come to an end. Yes, empty all around. But Rob Manfred, the Major League Baseball commissioner, did say he is hoping and they are, quote, pressing ahead with possibly having fans for the postseason, especially when we get to the World Series, which will be at the home of the Texas Rangers. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for some big college football news. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's get straight to it. Notre Dame was going to play Wake Forest this weekend. But was. The, was is the operative word, but the Irish said seven players tested positive for coronavirus. That's out of 94 tests that the school conducted 
on Monday when you combine the testing from last week, because remember, there's always a lag in testing and they're always testing different people at different times. 13 players are now in isolation. 10 are in quarantine. If you're wondering, and this is a lower priority here, Key, uh, both teams do have an October 3rd open date. Notre Dame and Wake Forest at this point are not playing October 3rd, so maybe. But again, that's less than two weeks away. So if you want to really take this seriously, we'll see if they can get back on the field with the mutual open date on October 3rd. The big question is, how much would this impact the playoff? Remember, the Big Ten is playing eight games over eight weeks. There's no wiggle room. The Rose Bowl and the Allstate Sugar Bowl are the two semifinal games in the college football playoff. They're slated to begin January 1st, the championship game in Miami, January 11th. With all of these pushbacks, cancellations, postponements, are we going to have to think about perhaps pushing back or postponing the crown jewel event in this sport? Yes. I just want to say I would yes agree. before you would say no. I would agree. Because I felt you were going to say no, Keyshawn. Go ahead. You're was, on the floor. No, I was going to just say I don't see where they can do it based on everything that comes after that, which is the NFL. Now, they could do whatever they want. I don't think that the NFL is going to help them. I don't think the NFL is going to push back their dates, things like combines and training and pro workouts, personal workouts. I don't think that they're going to do them any favors as far as that goes. NFL has been on schedule from day one. Um, if you push it back right now, you're talking about into the month of February, right? I mean, that's right at the right at the edge where you would be going up against the Super Bowl, which really doesn't matter. Then you would think the combine is shortly, or the senior bowl is shortly after that, with, within, I would say, a week after that is the senior bowl. Mobile. Mobile, Alabama. Now you got players that are playing in these championship games that now got to turn around and go to the senior bowl and after the senior bowl turn around and go to the combine typically you get about seven weeks to really train your butt off for the combine and be in the best condition and everything medical wise for the combine so now you're asking these players to play late in the year in the january early february maybe the senior bowl or whatever all-star game that there is then the combine with this short window and to not be ready for the combine, I just don't see where you're going to get a full slate of players that are going to be potential high draft picks that are going to want to do that. Well, here's why. When, when you're talking about the top teams now, the Alabamas, the Oklahoma, the Alabamas, the Oklahomas, the Ohio State, Clemson, the Clemson, LSU, the LSU. LSUs, those players, those players traditionally have like eight and nine players drafted a year. LSU well, 14 last year. Here, here's why I think it's going to happen. And I hear what you're saying as it relates to the NFL really not kind of recalibrating what their strategy is. Well, the NFL is going to act as the NFL, and college football is going to act as college football. Two separate entities are going to do what's in their best interest. We're watching it happen now in real time. I don't think that you can move it back into mid-February. I think the end of January is probably the furthest you can go. Well, that's where it's at now, though. It's, well, like it's the, January it's 11th. Second January 11th, It's right? the second week, right? January 11th. But I think you can go to the end of January, and then I think you give it another two weeks. I think they already have these placeholders intact in case for COVID purposes anyway. But I think once you go into February, it's too far. But into January, actually, it is feasible. You'll wait to see what the playoff committee has to say. Remember, just us here at ESPN, just to mention this, at ESPN, they have asked for years to move the playoff out of the December 31 slot. It's New Year's Eve. People want to go out. The TV ratings are down. Not as many people in front of their TVs. And what does the CFP said every time it's landed on December 31st? 
we ain't moving it. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really careful to consider it's the CFP, it's that group of individuals, even if something practical comes down the pike, in the past they have chosen not to accept. This is different. And, this is the coronavirus, and, but I'm just saying they're a little rigid. Well, as I say, think about it as it relates to now. I mean, as we enter fall, who knows what's going to happen with fall and winter. People might be home more than ever before now on New Year's Eve. Well said. That's a great point. Being cautious. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Still to come, LeBron James has championship or bust expectations on him every single year. And we don't think that's unfair at this point in his career. But is it unfair to think about Patrick Mahomes in the same way, even though he barely has started his? The King and the King of the NFL will discuss next. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Mark, so you call that AD buzzer beater. We just heard it. You called the Nuggets stunning win last night. What's your biggest takeaway so far from this series after essentially calling every single minute of it? Well, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Zubin, Keyshawn, Jay Will, good to be on with you guys this morning. And um, I guess the biggest takeaway is how close this could be a 2-1 Denver series ahead of L.A. Um, you know, look, I, I give a ton of credit to the Nuggets, not just for coming back from two series down 3-1, which, you know, we haven't seen before, uh, but to be in the late stages of game two, to to lose a heartbreaker with uh, Anthony Davis buzzer beater on Sunday night, and then listening to Michael Malone, their head coach, in our conversation with P.J. Carlissimo and Doris Burke yesterday just to talk about how much belief there is in that locker room, and then to come out and take it to the Lakers last night, and then, of course, have to hang on uh, by a thread as that 20-point lead was down to three at one point in the fourth quarter. And without Jokic even scoring a point in the entire fourth quarter, uh, you know, Jamal Murray to kind of take things uh, uh, in his own business, really, with two big three-pointers and to be more impressively with double-digit assists and come away with a victory. And I guess, you know, uh, what will really come down to in this series is uh, you know, what it looks like tomorrow night uh, when Denver comes out for a potential game to uh, even this series. So for me, it's really been the heart of the Nuggets, which we've seen here in the bubble and throughout the postseason, and also realizing, um, you know, just how good this Lakers team, and I guess if you're a Lakers fan or a Lakers, Lakers observer, uh, to just wonder how they didn't meet the uh, aggression of Denver early enough last night. Mark, what is it about the Nuggets that allow – will allow them to continue to keep fighting back and just not die and go away. <laughs> you know, it, maybe it's just the fact that they played so many seven-game series these last two years. I mean, they're they're really talented, obviously. You know, Murray's come into his own. We know what, what Jokic, you know, is becoming. And, and to me, it was always, you know, the other guys. Um, 
you know, at times you're you're expecting more, you know, from Paul Millsap who delivers, you know, in the regular season. You know, they get Gary Harris back from injury, and he played so well. And then, you know, he's kind of uh, in and out. Yesterday I was asked, you know, who's going to be that third guy? And then you list like four or five names. And then, you know, Jeremy Grant came through with the best game he's ever played in the postseason, and he's been around for a few years. And Michael Porter is still kind of up and coming, but, you know, he he delivered on his offensive end. Nobody knows about Monte Morris. They've just got some guys there that can play, and, um, I don't know what it is about them, but maybe it's the fact that they've played so many elimination games over these last few years that they feel like, you know, we got this. You know, we, we have a chance. We can play with anybody, and they seem to have that belief. Mark, oh, very much in, enjoy listening to you on the radio, you and DB. Um, I know this is going to probably sound insane, but, you know, when LeBron James finishes with, with 30 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds – but it still doesn't feel like he has that same impact on the court, especially in the fourth quarter. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the numbers are ridiculous that you just mentioned. Uh, you know, the the big number to me was the six turnovers, and definitely in game two was settling, you know, for way too much from the outside. Um, you know, it, it always feels like he could just put his head down and get to the rim every time he wants to or needs to. And then you question why he doesn't sometimes. Uh, It's hard to put your finger on it. Um, You know, I I can't really blame him uh, for last night. Surprising Anthony Davis. I was shocked. I knew at one point he had zero rebounds in the game when Doris Burke pointed out to us. I think it was through three quarters. Oh, him, him, Dwight Howard, and JaVel McGee combined for four rebounds, Mark. Only four. It's Yeah, it's it's almost impossible, right? With that team – with the way they've played all year, with the size that they present out out there, and then even the fact that Denver had nine offensive rebounds. I mean, you know what? The Nuggets, uh, obviously, three games to one down is their number. They kind of joke about that. Um, they wanted, they had no intention of finding out what it was going to be like to be down three games to none. I, I, I have to tip my hat to Denver and the way they played for almost the entirety of the game, save for – you know, there was about that five, six-minute stretch where they were trying to figure out L.A. was junking it up a little bit, went to zone a lot, actually, and Rondo was wreaking havoc and steal after steal. But uh, I got to tip my hat to Denver last night. Mark, who do we, I mean, as in Lakers, we uh, need to get production <laughs> from in game four? We obviously know LeBron and A.D. gives us what they give us, but who do we need to get everybody, production Keyshawn, from? Everybody, Sean, everybody. Yeah, probably up and down the lineup. I mean, like you said, there's not much more LeBron, you know, going to give you at 30, 11, and 11. And you still look at Anthony's line. uh, It was 27 points on 17 shots, I believe, as I'm trying to wipe the cobwebs from my brain here at 6.30 in the morning. Catavius Caldwell-Pope has given you a great series, too. I think it's, uh, look, it's just going to be a matter of them getting back to their uh, defensive principles, which have been good all season long. And, you know, not letting Denver set the tone like they did because, uh, you know, as, as much as we were expecting the Clippers to get through that series, the Nuggets have clearly proven, you know, that they were the third seed in the West for a reason. So uh, up and down the lineup, and they're going to have to, uh, you know, do a, a, a particularly good job all the way around. Mm. Celtics 17 titles, Lakers 16, Heat yeah. 3, Nuggets 0. They don't seem to care. <laughs> they're playing with an amazing amount of swagger. 
Heat Celtics tonight on ESPN Television. Mark back on the call for the Lakers and the Nuggets tomorrow night on ESPN Radio. Mark, get some sleep. I know you're up late last night. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Mark. Well, the pro- yeah, you're you're welcome. The problem is PJ Carlismo likes to have dinner till about three in the morning. So, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Mark, I know about those dinners. Be careful now. <laughs> Be careful now. It makes it hard to wake up the next morning and do radio. <laughs> They add up when you got to do like 11 straight games. So I'm pacing myself. <laughs> Thank you, Kesty. Thank you. Appreciate it. You got it. PJ with that hearty Italian. Too, PJ, <laughs> PJ, PJ is a legend for a reason. No doubt. All of our guests join us via the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. More NBA chatter. If you love the NBA, hang tight. The NBA's best insider, Woj, is on the way at 715. We'll go inside the Bulls coaching search. We'll get Jay's thoughts on that. That's coming up at 715. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Reminding you, it's all about ESPN Audio at Home via your smart speaker, ESPN Audio at Home, brought to you by Mercedes. Mercedes-Benz vans, drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz vans are ready for anything. And we are ready for an interesting conversation that Jay said just moments before we went on the air this morning. This is the conversation that you really wanted to have. We all know, and Key knows as a huge Laker fan or anybody that watches the NBA even casually, that it is indeed, as we know, championship or bust for LeBron, and essentially it's been that way for (laughs) almost the entirety of his career. Once he got to that first finals, the expectations just rose no matter what franchise he's been a part of. But Patrick Mahomes, at the age of 25, he turned 25 guys six days ago, right? He's the first player in the history of the NFL to win a Super Bowl and be an MVP before the age of 25. He's now crossed over at 25. He signed a contract that could pay him $503 million. He could be with the Chiefs through 2031 with that deal. So now it seems like that's the a expect- long time. That's and a Andy, long time. And Andy Reid signed a six-year extension. Right, as did their GM, Brett Veach. So they want to keep this nucleus together. We have the expectations on LeBron. He's proven it multiple times. Patrick has done it. One time, and if it wasn't for an offsides call, maybe they were in the Super Bowl two years ago as well. So think about that. Is it fair, Jay, even though it's early and the dude is 25, to start placing those title or bust expectations on him the way we have done for LeBron seemingly forever? Yes, it's starting to get that way. Wow. Yes, it. it, it, it I, I would say that because it's just not Patrick Mahomes and the big-time contract and the way they won the Super Bowl last year. It's also the pieces that he has with him in KC from Travis Kelsey. Like, you would rank him a top-four TE in the league. They paid him. They paid him, right? Uh, you talk about Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We saw what he was able to do as a rookie in his first couple games. Sammy Watkins. All, all the pieces that they have around him. And are these expectations unfair? Yes, they are unfair, but we live in a very unfair world, mm-hmm. right? And, and for a team that has dominated their division like this, and I know that it hasn't you know, always came to a conclusion like it did with the Patriots in the AFC East. I know they're in the AFC West, but still, they are, if they don't win it this year, and if, same with Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, like you're like, all right, well, your expectations are to win a Super Bowl every year as long as you have these guys healthy. That's the reality of the world we live in now, Key. I, I know from an athlete perspective, it may not be that way because you're, you're not going to live that way because you're realistic. From a fan perspective, seeing all the tools that they have, that's the world that they're now in. Well, they certainly have tools, um, but I don't think that putting those expectations on the Kansas City Chiefs is fair because the rest of the NFL is pretty good too. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, you mentioned it. You, know, you, you, you have – talented players you have Andy Reid around the Oakland Raiders Oakland Raiders the Las Vegas Raiders are getting better they're not going they're just going to get better they're not going anywhere Baltimore is there New England 
is there with Cam Newton and Bill Belichick. Buffalo Bills are better. Just in within Pittsburgh is better with Ben Roethlisberger. Even though when you look at Kansas City, you say to yourself, well, they got the MVP from two years ago. He's fabulous. He's, he's lighting the scoreboards up. Those other teams are going to get better. They're not going to stay the same. But that's the same with, with the NBA, New England, though, it, No, but the NBA, the difference between the NBA is I could take you and put you on a team, and you can go to the championship. You could take me and put me on a team in the NFL, and we barely make the playoffs. One person in the NFL doesn't win a championship. I, I, in the NBA – one guy makes a major difference. I understand that, but I don't a think major I don't think that's, difference. Well, that's why I so those that's why I stated all the different names of all the players he's playing with. But those, which sets but, the those expectation. but you got to remember, those players have got to continue to play at the level that he plays at. Don't do you expect for Tyreek Hill to still be playing six years from now the same way that he's playing today, or Sammy Watkins, who they decided to keep after they negotiated his contract when they were going to let him go at the end of the Super Bowl? He decided to stick around and take a pay cut. So when you start looking at all the different pieces that you have to put into play, it's tough. It's a tough situation. Can he win two Super Bowls over the next several years? Yes, but so can other teams. In the NBA, we only talk about – in the NBA, we talk about four or five teams a year that can win a championship, and that's pretty much it. In the NFL, you run down everybody – in the NFC that can win, whether it's Seattle, whether it's the Rams, whether it's New Orleans, whether it's uh, Tampa Bay now, you go to the AFC, you talk about Kansas City, you talk about the Raiders, the Buffalo Bills are coming. It's a different level. I I, I hear you on all that, and I I know that you're looking at this reasonably. Me looking at this from a fan perspective, let me tell you what fans say. And I've heard NBA players say this in these confines of these walls. Well, like LeBron James, he goes to Miami. I'm like, well, okay, he won two chips. He's like, well, he won two or four. Well, he, he underachieved. They should have won more. They, they shouldn't have lost to the Mavericks. They shouldn't have lost to the Spurs. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's fair. But, and I hear what you're saying, but those, if we're talking about Patrick Mahomes almost in the same but light Jay. that we talked about Tom Brady. And I'm not saying they are the same because Tom Brady's won six Super Bowls. And I understand how incredible that is. But at the same time, like, yeah, other teams have always gotten better. But those expectations were there for Tom Brady and with the tools that he has and with the contract that he has, with the star power that he has, how do you not put him in that conversation to a degree? Tom Brady was with Bill Belichick. Tom Brady had a defense early on in his career that was dominant. Tom Brady, as a quarterback, didn't win those Super Bowls like he did the second half of his career at the quarterback position. The defense essentially helped win those Super Bowls he gets the credit because he was on the team. He was a quarterback. When you start to look at the, the Super Bowls that he won when they were using his arm, that's a little bit different. Plus, not only that, they were running through the AFC East and finishing the deal. Kansas City was running through the AFC West and not finishing the deal. They were, Their record in the AFC West over the last five years is impeccable. They were running through that division because that division was horrible. The Chargers were bad. Denver outside of the Peyton Manning time. They were bad. Well, the Raiders was were bad. horrible, but I hear what you're saying as but far as finishing the deal. they were finishing the deal. So let me ask you a Kansas question. Kansas City was not finishing if, the if deal. If KC, with their weapons that they have this year, if they don't win the Super Bowl, what would you say? I wouldn't say anything. I'd say the other teams and whoever beat them obviously was better. That's what I would say. Where you look at Miami and you look at four, two out of the four, why people would say that about LeBron is because they clearly had three of the top, what would you, would you call it, 
10 players in the NBA well, Chris at Bosch that time? Was, uh, I'll give him yeah, 9, yeah. 10, right? He was, he was around there. Okay. Okay, so if you got three of the top 10 players in the NBA out of, out of your five starters and you can't handle business against Dallas and then a San Antonio team – that was older at the time, people going to say that about okay, you. I, I can't agree with you if, if KC doesn't win it this year. It's not a disappointment for them. I mean, no, everybody, not them. I'm not saying them. It's, it's I'm a major about, disappointment. I'm talking about the football community, not them. Of course, hell, if the New York Jets don't win a game, it's going to be uh, a no, disappointment. It, no, let's not. No, no I'm no, saying you're not. always disappointed if you don't finish. But I'm just saying Vegas by far had them the favorites to win this whole thing back to back. Fair? At the beginning I mean, of the I, year, Zubin? Yeah, of course they yes. did. Okay. Of course so, they did. I don't so, know if Vegas so, have them still there. I don't you know. You see the Ravens coming. Like, I know Ravens are number one in, in your, you know, key rankings and stuff of that sort, and Ravens are still there. But it just look look at how, I mean, granted, it wasn't a great performance they had last weekend, but they still found a way to win, right? So my yeah. thing is you always find ways to win. Winning teams know how to win. Losing teams know how to lose. The star power that they have, Key, it, it's, it's really different. Where would you bring Travis Kelsey as a race to TEs in the league? As far as the tight end, he's one of the top three dudes. I can Tyreek Hill, where would you rank it? He's one of the top ten receivers in the league. Okay, so I'm saying they have some of the top tier no, talent there is in the league. There's no question about that. But the expectations to say, to say that he has to win every single year with those expectations like LeBron James, that's not true. There's no way you put that expectation on him. If this team stays healthy, that they don't have that expectation They're, to win. The other I teams are going to be right. That's why there. That's every single year. That's no, it's every not. single year. It's not every, every team is year. always getting better every single year. It's kid. not true, Jay. It's not in football. It's not. I want to. I'll have the word of an NFL, a pro football, I should say, a pro football Hall of Famer here in just 20 seconds. It might support what Key's saying, and this is interesting. And you guys might remember this comment coming up in just a second. But Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, as the Chiefs were marching towards that first Super Bowl in 50 years, they won Super Bowl four and then 54, and they waited a half century. Now they're, as Jay said, they're going for two and as many. Toward the end of the season, Troy Aikman said, who won three Super Bowls and is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, somebody came out there, and we talk about stats, and essentially put Mahomes' stats up there against Troy Aikman's stats, and everybody kind of knows they were running the ball when the Cowboys were winning with Emmitt Smith, but, you know, this is the way we are. Here are Mahomes' numbers. Here's this guy's numbers. This guy's in the hall. This guy's certainly getting there. And Aikman, I don't know if you remember what he I said. I remember. Aikman said... Why don't you wake me up when he's got as many as I do? Which yeah, is to say, that's fine. That's Troy Aikman, though. But th- but but that's the but mind that's, of a football player that's saying three is going to be next to impossible. Wake me up impos- when he gets that's three. All, that, this is from a football player's that's perspective. That's all I'm saying, no, though. It is but, Jay. It's hard as hell. Man, I un- <laughs> I am an athlete. I understand how challenging it is. That's why I keep prefacing my comments by saying. From a fan perspective, right, the fans, there's not a line. They, fans cannot delineate how challenging it is because fans can't even understand, Keyshawn, how tall and how strong and how fast you are and the challenges it takes. All fans are seeing is, hey, all this star power on the it? field. And it, like, it, look, it took LeBron James a lot of luck. Ray Allen makes a corner three. Like, it takes all these things to but come Jay into Will, it. is it the fans that's putting these expectations on him, or is it the media that's putting the expectations, expectations on him? It's but, the world we live in. But it's not real. My, my whole point is not realistic, though. I can't sit up here on a, on a show, a real show, and act like that's realistic. Much like Zubin just said about Troy Aikman, wake me up when he gets as many as he has. Just oh, wake me up because it's 
hard. You could say, you could point to a lot of different, well, if the toe wasn't on the ground and D4 didn't do that, they go to the Super Bowl, do they win it? Oh, if for some reason Tennessee doesn't act scared and do this, they win it. Or Baltimore doesn't do that, do they get there? Oh, or if Jimmy Garoppolo hits Emmanuel Sanders in the touchdown, do they even win the Super Bowl? So it's all of those sort of things. But to sit there now and say, well, they're going to win them for the next five years in a row. I never said that. No, not you people are saying those sort of things. And then trying to compare him to LeBron James. I go back to it again. Different sport. One guy in basketball we can get and change the whole landscape of our team. Fair point. In football, that doesn't happen like that. You could take me and drop me on the team, and we barely make the playoffs, and we thought that we were one guy away. We're in basketball. We're one guy away. We know that we can grab AD and put him with LeBron, and we're the best team in the world for the next several years. Now, here, here is a very interesting point about, you know, because, look, I'm always going to hear that from that fan perspective. I think the thing that kind of shifted it for LeBron, where he is slightly different than Patrick Mahomes, in your favor, a caveat for you, is that when LeBron— Is that what it is, is caveat? It's caveat. Okay. Big word, love is, it. There you go. Is that when LeBron left Cleveland, LeBron, all of a sudden, when he went to Miami, became a villain. And I think people really started to cheer against LeBron. And I think that elevated that anger of playing with D-Wade and playing with Chris Bosh. And that's why people say that. So I don't see Patrick Mahomes leaving, going to another contender. Uh, I see him being in KC for the rest of his career. So that Possib- may shift ultimately the conversation. Yeah, great point. Possibly through 2031, which is where he's on the books for at the moment. Actually could end up being a great deal. Still to come, <laughs> how another cancellation in the ACC could impact all of college football. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.